Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello, welcome to my NFL Week 11 review, NFL Week 12 preview episode. So going over last week's results um, from the NFL, obviously. Uh, going over last week's results, go over some injury news, some free agency news, um, go over next week's games and spreads, lines from FanDuel Sportsbook, my picks to win each game, and what I would pick if I was betting on any of the lines in the game, and why I see it the way I do, and then going over my best bets from last week, didn't go so hot, and pick some more for this upcoming slate to try to improve the overall record. So, hopefully it works out. But anyways, we'll go over the Week 11 results now. The Tennessee Titans defeated the Green Bay Packers 27-17 on Thursday night football. Ryan Tannehill had 333 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, Derrick Henry, four passing yards with one passing touchdown, 87 re- 87 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and two receptions for 45 receiving yards. Traylon Burks had seven receptions for 111 yards, and Aaron Rodgers had 227 yards and two touchdowns in the air. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Chicago Bears 27-24. Justin Fields keeps up the uh, impressive streak of huge outputs and um, also suffered a dislocated shoulder during this game. But, um... Justin Fields' stat line was 153 passing yards with a passing touchdown, one interception as well, 85 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Marcus Mariota on the other side for the Falcons had 131 passing yards, one passing touchdown, 25 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown to his name. The Buffalo Bills defeated the Cleveland Browns 31-23 and the game moved to Detroit due to the weather in Buffalo where they got about 6 feet worth of snow. Jacoby Brissett had 324 passing yards, 3 passing touchdowns, and 29 rushing yards to add to his name. Amari Cooper had 8 receptions for 113 yards and 2 touchdowns. Josh Allen on the other side, 197 passing yards and a passing touchdown, as well as 86 rushing yards. The Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Indianapolis Colts 17-16 in a lot tighter contest than many would have predicted. Jalen Hurts, 190 passing yards, 1 passing touchdown, 86 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Matt Ryan for the Colts, 213 passing yards, but that was it. Jonathan Taylor, 84 yards rushing, that was it for the Colts in terms of offensive production. New England Patriots defeated the New York Jets 10-3. If it weren't for that daggone punt return, huh? Zach Wilson, 77 passing yards and 26 rushing yards. No touchdowns for the Jets. Mac Jones, 246 passing yards and 3 rushing yards. No touchdown for the Patriots. Did I say no touchdown for the Patriots twice because Zach Wilson plays for the Jets? Big yike. All right, New Orleans Saints defeated the Los Angeles Rams 27-20 as Matt Stafford is taken out for concussion evaluations. Matthew Stafford had 159 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and four rushing yards before leaving. Andy Dalton, 260 yards and three touchdowns. Chris Olave, the rookie out of Ohio State, five receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown to his name. Detroit Lions defeated the New York Giants 31-18, and the only stat line I could find is the man I've, I devalue the most on this podcast, Daniel Jones, 341 passing yards, one passing touchdown, with two interceptions, 50 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown to his name. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the Carolina Panthers 13-3. Baker Mayfield, 196 passing yards, two interceptions, and 12 rushing yards. 
Lamar Jackson, 209 passing yards, one interception, 31 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown to his name. Demarcus Robinson, nine receptions for 128 yards. Lamar with a new favorite target, baby. The Washington Commanders defeated the Houston Texans 23-10. Taylor Heineke, 191 passing yards and two rushing yards. No touchdowns, though. Davis Mills, 169 passing yards, two interceptions, 10 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown to his name for the Texans. Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Denver Broncos 22-16 in overtime. Derek Carr, 307 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, 109 rushing yards, three receptions, 51 receiving yards. Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 141 yards and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson for the Broncos, 247 passing yards with eight rushing yards. Dallas Cowboys defeated the Minnesota Vikings in a rout, 40-3. Dak Prescott had 276 passing yards and two passing touchdowns to go with 16 rushing yards. Tony Pollard out of the backfield, 80 rushing yards, but then tacked on six receptions for 109 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Kirk Cousins only mustered up 105 yards through the air for the Vikings. The Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 37-30. Joe Burrow, 355 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and a five rushing yards on the night. T. Higgins, nine receptions for 148 yards. For the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, 265 passing yards, one passing touchdown, and 14 rushing yards. Najee Harris, 90 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns to add with four receptions and 26 receiving yards. Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 30-27 to on Sunday night football. Patrick Mahomes, 329 passing yards, uh, three passing touchdowns, and 27 rushing yards. Isaiah Pacheco, the um, hot shoe rookie, 107 rushing yards. Travis Kelsey, six receptions for 115 yards and three touchdowns, including the game-winning one. Uh, Justin Herbert, 280 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, an interception, and 17 rushing yards to his name. He always seems to have a pick attached to his stat line every time I go over it. Austin Eckler, 83 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown with two receptions for 17 yards receiving. Josh Palmer, eight receptions for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Whew. Then we had the brutal San Francisco 49ers defeat of the Arizona Cardinals 38-10 on Monday Night Football. Jimmy Garoppolo, 228 yards and four touchdowns. George Kittle, four receptions for 84 yards and two of the touchdowns uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo. Colt McCoy filling in for the injured Kyler Murray, who's been out, ironically, since Modern Warfare 2 released. Uh, 218 yards and one interception. Trace McSorley came in after, had 59 yards and an interception for himself. Greg Dortch, the big playmaker for the Cardinals uh, on Monday Night Football, nine receptions for 103 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, nine receptions as well for 91 yards. A few pieces of injury news, whether it's from last week or maybe I've delayed it a little bit. Oops. Uh, Washington Commanders placed running back J.D. McKissick on IR after suffering a season-ending neck injury. Kansas City wide receiver McColl, holy cow, McColl Hardman, my phone my computer chair changed his last name i'm sorry i can't speak mccall hardman um on ir with an abdomen injury and philadelphia eagles tight end dallas goddard with a shoulder injury and chicago bears running back khalil herbert with a hip injury um among some of the others placed on ir which means a minimum of four weeks before those two or those uh players could return 
Uh, Bengals running back Joe Mixon left their game with concussion-like symptoms and did not return after uh, failing to clear concussion protocol. Uh, the average games missed for a concussion is one and a half, so it's likely Mixon will miss at least the Bengals' next game. The Atlanta Falcons have also placed tight end Kyle Pitts on IR, the team believing he tore his MCL and will be out for the rest of the season. No official word out yet, though. A couple pieces of free agency news. Uh, I'll give the downside news first. The Denver Broncos cut running back Melvin Gordon after having five fumbles to start the season and just over 500 total yards of offense between receiving and rushing uh, combined. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles signed five-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle and Dominican Sue to a one-year deal. This is obviously a ring-chasing move for Sue but also helps shore up Philly's defensive line. Uh, Jordan Davis is a key to that part of the team. Um, Dominic and Sue will add some valuable experience and depth to that group. I saw a stat, and I can't remember the exact position, so I'm sorry. But um, when Jordan Davis is on the field, the Eagles have a top-five rushing defense in terms of yards allowed. When Jordan Davis is off the field, they go to bottom 10 in the league in terms of rushing defenses. <laughs> so... If you have backup for that guy for him to take some breaks, very valuable for the team. Okay, now we're going to go to the games and spreads. There's no teams on the bye this week. Um, the lines are from FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, I'll give you the game, the spread, over, under, and then my pick for each bit of the bets. So let's start with the Thanksgiving games. So this Thursday which I'm recording this Tuesday, and you'll hear this on Wednesday. Um, so tomorrow, Thanksgiving games, we have to start Buffalo Bills, our 9.5-point favorites at the Detroit Lions. Uh, the over-under in that game is 54.5 total points. Um, yeah, I have the Bills winning against the Lions, but the Lions to cover the spread and the over. Um, the Bills, though, have been kind of weird lately where they're not scoring a million points, but they're also not not scoring if that makes sense and Detroit has like the best and the worst defense depending on who they're playing they can stop or they can just excuse me escort you to the end zone and let you score 50 points on them and never know but my lean would be Lions to cover nine and a half and the over 54 and a half New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys being a nine and a half point favorite over under 45 and a half total points I say Cowboys to win but the Giants cover the nine and a half and the under uh, hits here. I just think with uh, Saquon being the offense for the Giants, the clock's going to run when they have the ball. And if they try to pass, like if they get down early to the Cowboys, Micah Parsons is just going to tee off on Daniel Jones and they'll be forced to run the ball again. And like I said, run the clock, which is what Dallas is going to want to do when they get the lead. But New York has been funky this year, so I would just feel more comfortable with them not losing by 10 but definitely don't see this game going over. And if it does, it's not going to be like, wow, that was obvious. I should have taken the over kind of stupidity. It's going to be close. And the last game for Thanksgiving, New England Patriots are at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings uh, at home, two and a half point favorites over unders, 42 and a half total points. I say the Vikings to win, uh, cover the two and a half and the under. I just think the offense has been too dynamic. And even in bad games, i.e. like being down to Buffalo or anybody else by double digits, they always find a way to come back. So I think even if they are behind by, as long as it's less than, you know, 21 going into the fourth quarter, I think the Vikings will find a way to win that game, regardless of what Bill Belichick could cook up to slow down 
uh, Justin Jefferson and that offense. Now the rest of the games on Sunday slate and obviously the Monday night football game. Um, got Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half at Cleveland Browns over under 42 and a half total points. I say the Browns to beat the Buccaneers here, namely just because when I looked at the spread, I took the Browns and the under, and I feel like if that's the kind of game that's going to take shape, um, I don't think, I, th- I think it's 50-50 basically, so if that's the case, I'm going to take the team with the points. I think the Browns are going to be able to run the ball all over the Buccaneers like most teams have been able to do, like the secondary is the strength of the Buccaneers, not the line on either side of the football. I think Nick Chubb will have a nice big day. Kareem Hunt maybe too. Um, if Chubb gets just a bunch of short runs, Kareem Hunt might get some work out of the backfield. But I think this is going to be a close game, so I would side with the Browns here. I don't really see a way that the Buccaneers blow out this team, especially on the road. Cincinnati Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites going on the road to the Tennessee Titans. The over-under in that game is 42-and-a-half total points. I'm taking the Titans to win, and obviously they're going to cover the two-and-a-half if they're going to win. And then I said the over because it's, I mean, the Titans games, like last week against the Packers, would you have expected that game to be 27-17 to before it happened? No, but again, the game happened, and you go, eh, okay, I see it now. <laughs> it's just how the Titans roll. They always find a way to win or at least be competitive. Especially when you're going to give them points at home. I'm never not going to take that, to be honest with you. Um, and the way Cincy plays, I can see points being put on the board both sides of the ball over for me is nothing. Um, then obviously, like I said, Titans to win. I just see Derrick Henry having a field day here. Like The Bengals defense is um, built basically to um, stop your pat, like pass rush and then cover downfield as to not give you second-chance opportunities. Ryan Tannehill's not going to pass, and if he does, he's not going to scramble. He's just going to get sacked, probably. So I think Derrick Henry has a big day, and Joe Burrow's going to have a decent day, and maybe not a great day, though. Um, but yeah, so I say Titans and over in that game. Houston Texans, holy cow, I should probably just messed that up. Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins. Uh, Over-under in that game is 46.5 total points, and the Dolphins are 13-point favorites at home. I say take the Dolphins and take the Dolphins, as in to win and to cover and take the over. Um, The Dolphins are going to score a lot of points, and if their defense can just force two mistakes out of the Texans' offense or stop them on two drives, that's enough for two touchdowns, and I think the Dolphins are going to score a lot in this game. Like They could be close to going on the over by themselves. Um if the Texans' defense isn't careful with <laughs> what's going on. Tyreek Hill is leading the NFL in receiving yards. Jalen Waddell is 300 yards behind him, or, three, or 250 yards behind him or so in fifth. So they got two dynamic receivers. Tua, whenever Tua has started and finished a game for the Dolphins, they're undefeated this season. So if that's the case, I'm going to take the Dolphins no matter what. Chicago Bears at New York Jets. The Jets are four and a half point favorites at home, over under 39 and a half total points. I say Bears to win and take the over because the Bears games have been out of control lately in terms of scoring for both sides of the ball since they traded away some key pieces on defense and Justin Fields has been freed um, on offense to do more of whatever he pleases. Um, Khalil Herbert going down is going to hurt him, but uh, how much have you really heard about him in this recent streak of Justin Fields having tremendous outings for the team? Let's be honest here. You know what I mean? Uh, the Jets, on the other hand, um, 
Zach Wilson uh, had what eight, nine pass completions last game. Uh, I totaled it up for you earlier. He had under 100 yards of total offense by himself. I think they had under 200 yards of total offense with everybody included, like other rush running backs and um, stuff. Yeah, um, don't like the looks of that for the Jets. Um, I see a lot of scoring, but the Bears doing more of it, basically, in this game. The Atlanta Falcons at Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington's four-point favorite. The over-under is 41.5 total points, I say. Uh, commanders to beat the Falcons, but the Falcons to keep it close enough to cover the four and the over 41 and a half in that game. Uh, I think the commanders play a little loose with the ball sometimes on offense and especially losing JD McKissick as another running back. You're pretty much going to have to rely on Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson if healthy, if healthy. And uh, <laughs> I just trust the Falcons more, at least to keep it close, even if they don't win. So I'd take the Falcons, but I could see a lot of points going on the board there because the Falcons also don't play the tightest of defense. So uh, next game, Denver Broncos minus 2.5 at the Carolina Panthers, over under 36.5 total points. And Sam Darnold is starting this game for the Panthers. Just saw that come out officially. I say the Broncos to beat the Panthers and the under. I just think the Broncos' defense, I mean, as much as we give them a hard time for not scoring a lot of points, being in boring games, this, that, and the other, defense is great. Uh, they're playing an inept team on offense uh, in the Panthers. Sam Darnold being the quarterback is just taking it down even further if it's possible. Um, yeah, I just don't see any fight in the Panthers' offense. With Darnold at the helm, at least with Baker Mayfield, you know he's going to come out with that, whatever you want to call it, warrior mentality, where he just wants to win and compete. Sam Darnold just kind of goes out there and does what he's supposed to do. Um, I don't think the team's going to be as high, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, pumped up, not have as high of adrenaline, and uh, not really perform at their highest level behind Sam Darnold. I think the Broncos win, cover it, and keep it under. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Jacksonville. Taking on the Jaguars, the Ravens are a four-point favorite. The over-under is 43.5 total points. I say Ravens to win, the Jags to cover the four again, and the under. I think both defenses are better than what we're going to give credit to either offense. Um, Obviously, the Ravens just had a 13-3 game last week, so not stellar on either side of the ball. But I think if they're given the right positions, they're going to show up and show out. Um, obviously, um, Lamar Jackson can go off at any given moment if you give him the chance. So um, I just think the Ravens are more dangerous. But I also think the Jaguars at home, the defense will show up more than get shown out. And um, Ravens will win, but the Jags will find a way to cover it is basically what I'm trying to get at. And I just can't find a way to end the conversation there. Los Angeles Chargers are four-point favorites at Arizona Cardinals, over under 47.5 total points. I say the Chargers are going to win, the Chargers are going to cover the four, and it's going to go over. I think, uh, well, I mean, just look at the 49ers game, 38-10, to 10, over 47.5 total points. Uh, if, even if Kyler Murray comes back, I like the Chargers and Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett if he comes back. I think that offense against the Cardinals uh, could put up a lot of points by themselves. Um, yeah, I don't think the Cardinals have much to go at the Chargers. But then again, the Chargers' defense could be fantastic or it could suck. <laughs> it changes from game to game, it seems like. But um, I'll put my faith in the Chargers, them winning and the over 47.5. Uh, 
Another game over under 47.5 total points is the Las Vegas Raiders at Seattle Seahawks, where the Seahawks are 3.5 point favorites. I said Seahawks to win, the Raiders to cover the 3.5, and, and the under to come in here. The Raiders are just a funky team that I feel like they might not score a lot or they'll find a way to keep the Seahawks from scoring a lot, especially at home when the Seahawks always play well because of the crowd and the noise. Um, I just don't think a lot of scoring is going to happen on either side of the ball in this game, and I think that the Seahawks will find a way to win, but it will be tightly contested in terms of the overall game. Geno Smith versus Derek Carr is not a quarterback battle I would have been excited about before the season, to be honest with you, though. I don't think anybody would have been. Now here's the biggest spread of the week. The Kansas City Chiefs at home are 14.5-point favorites against the Los Angeles Rams. The over-under is 44 total points. Um, I said Chiefs to win, but the Rams to cover, because goodness me, two touchdowns. And then the over 44 total points, I think the Chiefs could almost do that by themselves. Like, they put up 30 on the Chargers, and the Rams' defense, besides Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, is not much better, let's be honest. (laughs) Even the biggest stars, it's not much better. Um, Yeah, I think the Chiefs will find a way to score plenty of points to get close to the over by themselves. The Rams will probably find a way to score a touchdown or two. Um, but yeah, I think the Chiefs will cover or will win, but the Rams will cover. There's some trend in the NFL where it's double digit underdogs almost have a winning record straight up this season, if I remember that properly. I know that they've covered more than half the games. I feel like they've also been successful in winning some of them as double digit underdogs. I don't think the Rams will win, but I think they can keep it within two scores. Uh, we're getting to the end now. 49ers to beat the Saints in the next game is what I picked. The. Um, the line is nine and a half with the 49ers at home. The Saints coming into town. The over under 43 and a half. I said 49ers to win and the over. I think the 49ers can dominate the Saints on both sides of the ball, regardless of where Andy Dalton might try to lead them or if Jameis Winston comes back in and tries to take them out. Um, I just think the 49ers are better on both sides of the ball, plain and simple, more creative on offense and more. Um, athletic and stingy on defense. That's pretty much all there is to it. The Sunday night football matchup, Green Bay Packers at Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are seven-point favorites, the over-under 46.5 total points. I say Eagles to win, but the Packers to cover and the under to come into play. I think that Philadelphia is obviously one of the best teams in the NFL right now. But the Packers also looked like they had no shot against the Cowboys going into that game, even being down 14 points and come back and find a way to win in overtime. I think giving anything more than three points uh, to the opposing team is crazy, and I would not suggest betting against the Packers of anything more than three point. <laughs> like, if the other team's more than a three-point favorite, I would advise betting on the Packers, basically is what I'm saying. Even in one of the worst seasons that he's had of recent memory, Aaron Rodgers will still find a way to keep the team in the game on offense, and the defense somehow, some way, figures out a way to stay in the ball game, regardless of how good the opposing offense is coming in against them. Monday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers at Indianapolis Colts. Colts are two and a half point favorites. The over-under is 39 and a half total points. I said Colts and under. Colts to win, obviously. Um, if I didn't say the last time, I said Eagles to beat the Packers, but the Packers to cover in the under. This one, Colts to win, Colts to cover in the under. The Colts have looked way different and way improved with Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach, um, putting up points on the board and 
slowing down the other teams. I mean, heck, they almost just beat the Eagles last week, 17-16. to 16. There's obviously signs of improvement there. And I think if you're only going to give them two and a half points at home uh, against the Steelers, when the Steelers aren't crazy good on offense either, like Daji Harris had the longest rushing touchdown of the season for the Steelers uh, last weekend, and I think it was 18 yards. So, I mean, if that's the dynamic rushing offense that the Steelers have, I'm not scared of it. I don't think the Colts will be either, and I think they're going to win, and the under is going to be the side to play. Speaking of sides to play, going over my best bets from last week, we're 17 and 24 coming in. I went one and four losses being Philadelphia minus six and a half at Indianapolis. I had to pray, uh, even went to church to confess the sin of betting on the Eagles for that one. Detroit Lions at New York Giants under 46 and a half was another loss. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers plus four and a half at Cincinnati when they lost by seven, another one. And the Arizona Cardinals plus eight. I don't even want to talk about that one. The lone win, Las Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos under 41.5 total points. The Raiders won that bad boy 22-16 and another easy under for a Broncos game. That would have been even easier without the overtime, though, but still a W. So we're 18-28 updated. I'm trying to take us to positivity before the season's over, and it starts right here. I'm going back to the well with an old faithful pick. Denver Broncos at Carolina Panthers under 36.5 total points. I mean... What's wrong with betting a Denver Broncos under, let's be honest. I I have to go find the splits. Maybe I'll do that for next episode and find how many games for the Broncos have gone under the total total points uh, line because I'd be willing to bet maybe tops two times it's gone over this week. I don't think it's going to be any different. Both teams on offense seem pretty inept at times, and the defenses are both pretty good. Um just both not great teams we'll be honest with each other here you and me and me to you we're gonna be honest they're not that great either one of them next pick tennessee titans plus two and a half at cincinnati or versus the cincinnati Bengals. tennessee's at home getting points i think they're the better team right now anyways especially with jamar chase out for the Bengals. um i think tennessee's better and is going to win so i'm going to take the points to be safe if that line gets up any higher i'm definitely going to be hammering it um <laughs> Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins, over 46.5 total points. Like I said earlier, I think Miami alone can score this many points in this game. I don't think the Texans are stellar on either side of the ball, but Miami is prone to give up 20 points, even in an easy win. So I think the easy one. This might be one of the easiest picks of the week for me. Chicago Bears plus 4.5 at New York Jets. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a New York Jets fan that has flipped a coin to predict their season, and it's been right through their first 11 games. Or is it 12 games? 11 games. They had their bye week already. It has been correct already through, or wait, did it? I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, however many games they've had, the Jets coin flip fan has predicted every single game. This week it says there's a loss to the Bears coming. I think the Bears have been playing better lately while the Jets have been tailspinning. So Bears plus four and a half to me is the move. Last pick for the week, Los Angeles Chargers at Arizona Cardinals over 47 and a half total points. And I think, like I said earlier, the Chargers can allow 28 points, but they can also win it with 35 points. So I think the over 47 and a half is another easy pick here. If Kyler Murray comes back, I'd almost say this is even bigger guarantee. I haven't seen anything about him, so I have no idea. Do not quote me on that one. But I see a lot of points scored in that game on both sides. So, But again, as I say every time, if you don't like my numbers, 
straight up, you can always do a five-team seven-point teaser on FanDuel, which will give you plus 250 odds instead of whatever you would get mixing them as a parlay or even just these single straight-up picks. If a teaser makes you feel better, take that. If you don't like gambling and enjoy just enjoy watching the games, good on you. Do that as well. Um, anyways, that is all I have for you. I will be here next time with the Week 12 review, Week 13 preview for the NFL. Uh, go check out College Football Podcast. Now that Formula One is done, I'll be able to do a little more in-depth on both of the football podcasts, maybe even throw out NBA or something else too. Let me know if there's something else you want me to talk about. I have no idea what else there could be, to be honest, but let me know. Um, so until next time, uh, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <music>